competition. As you may know, Bertie has co-written a book called Undercover Robot, My First Year as a Human. And for a little bit of news about the book, here's Bertie. Thanks, Jana, and I'm really pleased to discover that you can actually buy it in America on Amazon.com. There's a small import fee, but as far as I can tell, it's easy to get hold of if you just search Amazon.com for Undercover Robot by my co-author, David Edmonds, and me, Bertie Fraser. Oh, thanks, Bertie. That is good news. The plot is about a girl called Dottie, who has to spend a year at school without being spotted as a robot. So... To celebrate the publication of the book, we asked you the following question. Remind us, Bertie. If there was a super-intelligent and lifelike robot in your class at school, what would be the telltale signs that he, she, it was a robot? Well, thank you so much to all of you who sent in answers. All of them were really interesting. Bertie and I are going to read out now as many as we are able to. And at the end we will pick three winners to receive signed copies of Bertie's book. So good luck. First, let's go through all the answers. Bertie, you go first. Silas Tam from Hong Kong suggests, It can't digest food, and therefore it can't turn the food into waste, so it wouldn't need to go to the toilet very often. There are only certain times when it has to go to the lavatory, like before lunch and dinner, because its stomach can't contain too much food. And Mallory Maisie, age seven, wrote, What if the robot fell over because of a glitch and there was no boo-boo? If a human fell over, there would be a boo-boo. Or what if the teacher said it's time to drink water and the robot drinks it and then fries? Very good. Simon, aged nine, and Violet, aged six, sent us a handwritten note, observing, If there were an undercover robot at our school, we would find them because, if I said an idiom like, hold your horses, instead of stopping, they would go and find horses and hold on to them. And Michaela, aged twelve, from New Zealand, answered, She might eat food really funny because kids have different styles of eating. When the adults programmed Dottie, they might have programmed her to do and act like an adult. Indeed they might. Mackenzie says she might act like a cyborg from space if she's not human. Ava Lynn from Chicago, who is eight years old, says they would make some beeping noises that human children can't hear. They would do things differently than other kids. Andrea from Italy writes, during the recess, she doesn't eat snacks or drink something. During the lessons, she always answers correctly to every question that the teacher asks and she never raises her hand to say, Teacher, can I go to the toilet? And by the way, we do explain as tastefully as possible in the book what happens when the robot goes to the toilet. Tahila says the robot would do something you're not supposed to do in public, like picking his nose or farting or checking some problems. Jake, aged 13, says, 
You could tell it was a robot during gym class, especially if you get hit, bumped by them, or if they get hurt, they wouldn't react or cry. Milo, aged eight from Boston, writes, I'm a big fan of Bertie's. I believe there are three ways to see if someone in class is a robot or a human. Number one, robots have no emotions, happy or sad. Number two, robots have no sense of smell and taste. And three, robots are very smart. All very true. And we do talk about especially the smell and taste actually in the book. Ryan, aged eight, says... If there was a robot in my class, I think you would hear a scrunchy voice like a beep-beep sound. By the way, say hi to Jana for me. Okay, hi Jana. Hi Ryan. Malcolm, age seven, of Philadelphia says, If she, the robot, fell down, you would hear her crunch. Xiong says it would say odd things like, Do you like being human? And, I am completely human, which would make the other kids a little bit suspicious. Forgive me if I haven't pronounced your name correctly. Olurimi gives us several reasons, including while others are busy sleeping over and such things, she would be charging her batteries and she wouldn't have parents, just government agents. Hmm, intriguing. Lee says, maybe the robot would have a slight robotic voice, different from the other kids. And maybe if you asked to go to the house, an answer other than sure or I don't think my parents would let me would signal that they live in a lab. And of course, you might hear the machinery inside when she is thinking. Emmy, aged 10, wrote quite a lot, so I'm going to have to summarise. She says if you talk to Siri, Alexa or Google Assistant, each word has a specific pitch and that it never changes. But if the scientists get the speech right, the robot might have trouble with empathy and imagining what other humans are feeling. Franklin, age six, from the UK, asks, What happens when the robot gets wet? If it was a robot, it would malfunction. When it was raining, some paint might come off. And Arya says that she would know if the girl was really a robot if she banged herself and it sounded like metal. Also, if she did not say, ouch. And Rishi asks, How does its voice sound? Does it change its tone depending on its mood? If it speaks in a monotonous voice all the time, it's a robot. Muaz says a telltale sign would be that he or she doesn't eat or drink. Yep, we've got a few on the eating and drinking theme. Uh, all good answers, of course. Nora answers, if you cut open the skin, you would see cords and wires instead of blood. Narian, who is four and a half, says use a metal detector to tell if the robot is not human. Celeste, age seven and a half, says that the lifelike robot would walk differently. Edward, aged eight, says... I sit next to her at lunchtime and she always has oil in her water bottle or a cog biscuit. In art, she produces an exact copy of the painting we are studying in two minutes flat. Shoshana says, first of all, a human being needs to go to the bathroom and a robot does not. So that would be a little suspicious. And my second thing is that a robot would probably get everything right. And it's not humanly possible to get everything right because no one, and I mean no one, is perfect. Madiha says that the telltale sign will be that the robot will be best in everything. It will be perfect. Lilia, who tells us her name is Arabic for Lily, is 12 and gives us quite a few original answers, including that the robot wouldn't be able to distinguish between something that is supposed to be funny or some lame old joke. 
and wouldn't know when to cry. Alan, 12 years old, is from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he says that a robot would not be accustomed to slang phrases, although he would have a high intellect, also a sign, and he might not understand sarcasm. Theodora is 11 and lives in New York, and she says... I think that the robot will eat weird food and say weird things about humans and pay a lot more attention in class than the other students and never get the answer wrong. Jack, age seven, asks, What would happen at lunch? A robot can't eat food. We could tell he's a robot because he would never eat. Kai B, aged five, says, A robot pretending to be a human would make a clanking sound when it bonks his arm. Humans make a dull bone sound when they bonk their arms. Crystal says you could tell a robot in class by the feel of its skin. Atlas thinks the telltale sign that a superintelligent robot acting as a human in your class is that it never farts. <laughs> August believes that the telltale sign that a superintelligent robot acting as a human in your classroom is that they've never gone to the nurse or gotten sick. Franklin, age six, asks... What happens when the robot gets wet? If it was a robot, it would malfunction. Isaac thinks he would know Dottie isn't human because she would never need to go to the bathroom. Lorelei, aged 11, says, For one, the robot might do things either too well or not well enough, such as eating and talking. Secondly, the robot may talk like a robot, like they know everything. Ellie's answer is that the robot would look and act differently, and get all of the tests correct because it would look up the answers on its system. Moss, aged eight, says the hair and skin would be the giveaway. And Katie, aged seven, says she would always do super hard sums really quickly and she'd always win in a no-blinking competition. Ooh, I like that one. Haley, who is seven, says it probably wouldn't blink. I doubt we would see it eat or drink either. And Clara, who is five years old, thinks it would talk funny, well most do, and would not eat or drink so she could easily find them in her school. And I think that's the final answer. I really hope we haven't missed any, and I'm sorry if we slightly mispronounced your names. I hope we've got them all near enough. Well done, everybody. Wow, lots of great answers there. Thank you, everyone. Bertie, what do you think are the three best? Well, Jana, that's an almost impossible task. I really loved all of the answers, actually. I really hate picking winners because it's so, you know, subjective. But we have to try. I'd like to have at least one answer that talks about how robots think and feel. I think Emmy, aged 10, was very on the mark when she said that a robot might have trouble imagining what other humans are feeling. And that would show up in the way she related to people. That was a very smart answer, Emmy. Uh, there were other ones a little bit on those lines. They were also very good too. But I think Emmy's just has the edge there because she got into the whole idea of how a robot might understand other people. Yes, I'll have to agree with that one, Bertie. And I'd like to pick one that is about language. Alan, who's 12 years old, says the robot might not understand sarcasm. Yeah, that's the sort of thing robots would find very tricky because of the tone of voice and the subtleties. So yeah, Alan, that's a very good answer. But I think we do need one from a younger listener. We had some very younger listeners who had some very nice answers. I think we could go, you know, in the seven-year range to uh, which one caught your eye, Jana? Well, there were lots of lovely answers from our younger listeners. 
But this is one that I thought was really unusual. Katie, age seven, says the robot would always win in a no-blinking competition. <laughs> That's quite funny, isn't it? Having a no-blinking competition with a robot. Yeah, well done, Katie. And well done, everybody because all your answers were great well many congratulations to the winners uh, we will be in touch and i'll be signing copies and sending them to you soon so emmy alan and katie well done yay and to everybody else i hope you don't feel too disappointed there's always an element of luck as well as skill in competitions we really did enjoy all the answers they were fantastic and it's really hard to pick winners. I hope you enjoyed hearing yours read out loud. Yes, and do remember you can buy Undercover Robot on Amazon. It's a really great read. Have there been any reviews yet, Bertie? Well, we had a good write-up in Britain's Jewish Chronicle, and people have been saying nice things about us on Twitter and on Amazon. Here's one of my favourite Amazon reviews, which is the first one to come from the United States. OK, so this is the review... Maybe as a developmental psychologist and philosopher, I was bound to enjoy the deep philosophical themes of the book, Consciousness, Identity, Morality. But when my eight-year-old grandson got it in the mail without knowing where it came from, he was immediately caught and couldn't stop reading. We're rereading it together and A, laugh out loud and B, can't wait to see what exciting adventures unfold next and C, have great discussions about the philosophical ideas. He thinks it's one of the best books ever and so do I. Well, that's a nice review, isn't it? It's wonderful. One of the best books ever, hey? Well, can't say fairer than that. Thank you very much, everyone. We'll be back soon with a new story, so keep listening. From me, Jana. And from me, Bertie. At StoryNori.com. Bye, Bye for now. Competition time. Get your stories out and get it out. Think what it's all about. Blood is ready. Your mind is calm and steady. lemonade like Mike's. Introducing Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, the only hard lemonade seltzer made by lemonade experts. It's crisp, refreshing, full flavor hard lemonade seltzer. 
100 calories, one gram of sugar, and gluten-free. The 12-can variety pack includes four refreshing flavors, lemon, strawberry, mango, and pineapple. Nobody makes lemonade like Mike's. Please drink responsibly. Hard seltzer with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.